This is Sheridan Apostle from the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to Rangers Nation Podcast. This is T.R. Sullivan with MLB.com, and you're listening to the Ranger Nation Podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation Podcast. I'm your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is the 2020 trade deadline. We'll go into the 2020 trade deadline. I'm going to talk my predictions, what it would take to get Lance Lynn, and what I think ends up happening, and we'll do all of that right after this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rangers Nation's podcast. Today's episode is trade deadline. You know what? We're going to go into trade deadline. I'm going to talk about the trade deadline, what what I think is going to happen, what I would expect back from the teams that are kicking the tires right now on Lance Lynn. Um, there's also some other Rangers that could possibly move, be moved, but we're going to spend about 25, 30 minutes going over that. Going over what I, and at the end, I'll make my prediction before the trade deadline tomorrow, and let's see exactly what happens. So that's what I want to get into. So first of all, let's let's talk about the teams that are looking into trading for, for Lance Lynn right now. For anybody to get Lance Lynn, John D, uh, JD needs to obviously require someone good, ready to play in the major leagues to come back. You can't, look, this is a guy, I don't think the Rangers are that far out for competing. Uh, even this year, had the injuries not happened, I think they could be right there with Houston as we speak. So going into next year, obviously pitching in the new ballpark is going to be a must, and Lance Lynn is still under control for just over $8 million for next year. So if you're going to trade Lance Lynn, then you need to get something in return, maybe two pieces in return that are going to be major league ready or close to ready, and they need to be legit top prospects. That's why my prediction at the end may be no surprise to some people. Now, there are some. John Morosi just came out and said the overall feeling is that Lance Lynn will be moved. And there's been some moves today that could signify that someone, uh, that, that someone does step up and, and make a trade for him. But let's go over the teams. So, so far, the teams we know that have showed interest in Lance Lynn are the Dodgers. You got the Chicago White Sox. There's been some talk with the Braves. The Padres have kicked the tires, obviously, because you've got uh, not only uh, the front office there, but you've got Tingler, who knows Lance Lynn from last year. The Yankees have inquired about him, and now a new player that's kind of popped in out of nowhere. The Blue Jays have been rumored to have been looking into it also. So with those, let's go with those six teams. I think that if anything happened, it would be look. There's always somebody, an, an outlier that maybe pops in. The Twins could probably use another starter, um, and they're competing there in the central. Um, but that, that with that right there, let's look at each team and say what I think that what player do I feel needs to headline, headline a deal for each of those teams to make it worth them trading it. So that, that's where I would look at it. Now, the Dodgers could be different because the Dodgers could probably use another bat, just a safety bat, so there might be a package deal where the Dodgers might look at someone like Lynn and possibly Chew who comes relatively cheap, he's in the last year of his contract, and coming off that bench in DH, and that's a pretty good bat, he gets on base a lot, so he's the one with with the bigger bat to probably do it, but let's get into it now, let's talk about what possibly um, they would go, so if we're going to go with the Dodgers right there, let's see who I I would want to headline it, so the Dodgers have a, just a complete load of good players, and at the top of their prospect list, uh, list is Gavin Lux, who actually 
played last night against the Rangers. It's been pretty well stated. The Dodgers are not going to get rid of Gavin Lux. He's played second base. He's probably their future second baseman, even though Hernandez is playing there now. Uh, and and Kiebert Ruiz, who is the catcher, is one of their top prospects also. He seems to be pretty much untouchable going into it also. But if you want Lance Lynn, we need someone to, you know, you need a top prospect to come out of there. And, and I mean a prospect. So Josiah Gray, who is their second best prospect, he's a pitcher. Um, he's a starting pitcher who's done well in the minor leagues. He would have to be somebody that I would say need to headline a deal because he could slide into the rotation here, get his feet wet and go. But I, I'm saying more than that, I need a bat of someone like uh, Edwin Rios. I, I've had a lot of potential stuff out there about Edwin Rios. Um, I, I love the guy. I proposed to trade earlier uh, in one of my predictions that I, I wanted uh, Solak for Rios. Uh, Solak could play second base. The Dodgers were looking for a slide upgrade at second base. But uh, um, people thought I was crazy. And then, of course, Solak went on and hit 400 for the next week and maybe looked like an idiot, which was okay. I mean, I, I, I like Solak, and I don't want to include Solak in a deal now because, honestly, I think the, the long-term thing for Solak right now is I think the Rangers are looking to move him over to start to take over second base. But I'm going to say Edwin Rios and Josiah Gray have to be included in that deal, both of them if you want you. Um, I don't think the Dodgers will do that, but what could push the Dodgers to do that? If you wanted to know what could push the Dodgers to do that, think about the uh, um, what had just happened in, in the, with the Padres. The Padres are, are up there. They're playing well. They're hitting the ball. They're moving the ball. They're doing great, and they have got uh, – and they just got Mitch Moreland. They got another quality bat. Their lineup's already formidable going into it. And so you got, you got Mitch Moreland. They went out and got Rosenthal uh, from, from Kansas City. Uh, to close games or be in that bullpen so that, look, the, the Padres, are, are they are making some moves and they are looking good, which could maybe force the hand of the Dodgers who feel like they've got a window here to win the World Series. So maybe they would step up and do something like that. But honestly, if, that, if that's what you're looking at, Josiah Gray and, and uh, Edwin Rios is who I would want back, at least one of those for just Lynn straight up. Now, now Edwin Rios for Lance Lynn and going to cut it. You'd have to throw in some more lower-level prospects to go along with that, maybe a couple if you want, because you got Lance Lynn under control for next season. But if you want to do a package deal with Chu also, um, maybe Rios and uh, Josiah Gray. I doubt the Dodgers would do that. They, they're stingy with their prospects. But, look, if they're not going to do it, then, you know, if they're not going to step up and do it, then Lance Lynn will start for this team next year. So that's the Dodgers. And so if you go from there, you got to go to the White Sox. So Chicago, we know Chicago's out there looking for, for starting help, and they would, Lance Lynn would slide into that rotation and just be fantastic for them, and it would really probably push them over the edge for what they needed to do to, uh, to win the Central. You know, their, their main competition there is going to be the Twins. You've got Cleveland always on the fringe, but uh, not, not necessarily up there this year. So you're really looking at the, the Twins and the, and the White Sox, and both are, are playing well. Um, but, you know, uh, the White Sox obviously would love another arm because going into any playoff series, you need at least two or three to start in your, you know, the rotation pieces to do it. Now, who would the, the White Sox have to give? So first of all, a couple of people that probably aren't even talked about are going to be someone like, Luis Robert, who is their, their top prospect, who's right now he's playing center field for him, doing really well. Um, there's been some talk about Michael Kopech, who's their third prospect, um, and he's a starting pitcher who um, he's not up in the major leagues. He's on their 60-man taxi squad. That's somebody that, that possibly I'd like to see 
coming over in a deal. But I tell you, I'd love to really see. I'd like to see a deal headlined by someone like Andrew Vaughn, who's blocked at first base. Jose Abreu. Uh, Andrew Vaughn was the number one overall pick, I believe, in 18 uh, out of college. Um, he is the, or maybe it's just this last year. Maybe 19. He, he was No, no, it was not 18, I believe. And, and anyway, he's blocked uh, by Jose Abreu, just extended with them. Um, that's somebody I'd like to see headline a deal. The Rangers could use a first baseman with some power, uh, you know, and, and someone that hits the ball well. And also Nick Madrigal. But Madrigal's been playing second base for the, for the White Sox right now. He's starting for them. So maybe something like Madrigal would, would be someone that come over. And obviously everyone knows Odor's basically just played his way out of playing anymore. So Madrigal's somebody I'd like to see. So if you're looking at a trade with the White Sox, if you don't hear the name Vaughn, Kopech, or Madrigal headlining the deal, then I don't think the deal gets done. Whether they would part with one of those, I don't know. Um, I don't know, but that's what I would be, that's the three names I'm talking about in getting the deal done. They've got to headline the deal, or, I, or I'm not willing to move Lance. He'll be starting for me next year. I think the Atlanta Braves, probably the longest shot to get, uh, to get Lynn here because they're not going to part with what I would suspect that, that John Daniels wants. Uh, someone like Drew Waters. I mean, obviously, there's Christian Pache who just got moved up. They're not going to trade Christian Pache. They're, my understanding is that Waters is not somebody they're looking to move either. There's a lot of there's been a lot of talk about Anderson, their number three prospect, um, whether or not they would be willing to move him in a deal for for Lance Lynn. Um, it, it, they're probably not going to give one of their top three. I've heard names like Kyle Muller. Kyle who slid down in the rankings. He was at the top of it last year. He's kind of slid down, a good left-handed pitcher. He doesn't do enough for me. Unless he's coming with a, you know, another two or three major prospects, I'm looking for the top three, at least a Waters or an Anderson, to headline a deal. And if that's not going to happen, then I don't see the Braves making a deal for, for Landon. I think they're the least likely. They're, they're going to try to hang on to what they have. But their name's out there, and there are rumors. But I don't think they have what it takes to, to, to get Lynn personally. Now, the Padres are interesting. Now, the, don't, don't discount the Padres doing something here. They, first of all, you know, they, they've got the Padres have a close relationship with the Rangers. AJ, AJ excuse me, going through puberty here. AJ Preller is their general manager. We know that AJ Preller was with John Daniels for years um, as an assistant GM, and he's over there running it. So he knows the, the Ranger system pretty well. Um, and knows and probably trusts John and knows what John's trying to do in, in, in making a deal. Then you've got uh, Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler was the, the bench coach last year for the – or one of the coaches last year for the, uh, for the Rangers. And, uh, you know, he knows Lance Lynn. He was with Lance Lynn, and now he's the manager. So you've got two people there that, that know Lance Lynn. They know that he's a workhorse. They've seen what he can do. And look, I know that a lot of people like to compare. Well, we need to trade him now because look what happened to Mike Miner coming into this year. Mike Miner did not pitch near as well the last two years as Lance Lynn has the last two years. So, you know, that, that's just, it, just like Lance Lynn did last year and the way he's pitching this year. Um, Mike Miner pitched well, but it wasn't near as well. I mean, Lance Lynn is a legitimate ace right now. And he would be a legitimate ace going over to the Padres too. And they'd, you know, so... Mike Miner is, I mean, Lance Lynn is, requires more in my opinion. Now, Mackenzie Gore is their top prospect. You're not going to get Mackenzie Gore probably for a Lance Lynn deal. And you, I, you're not, probably not going to get any sign of a 
sort of a package deal for Lance Lynn as far as bringing someone else on board from the from the Rangers because they went out today. They've already got uh, a they got a new they got went to Rosenthal. They went and got from the uh, from the Royals, and then they also went out and got Mitch Moreland. So that's they don't need to add a, a bullpen piece or a bat. They just need a starting pitcher now. What they do have at shortstop, you know, they've got Fernando Tatis Jr. Well, their number two prospect is a kid named C.J. Abrams. Now, he's a couple years away from the big leagues, but this kid is tearing it up in the minor leagues. He's only, um, he's young. I think he's about 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. I would take him. I would almost take him straight up. You've got that type of a shortstop coming through. Elvis Andrus is getting old. Might be someone that they do like an Elvis Andrus and bring him up next year and get, let him get wet, get his feet wet. Um, you got Luis Patino also, who's a right-handed pitcher, who's who's um, at the top of their prospect and a top 100 prospect. Look, I'm thinking Lance Lynn needs to go for a top 100 prospect. Period. He should go for a top 100 prospect. And so the 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 Padres have a few of them, all the way down to Taylor Trammell and uh, Robert Hassel, who are their numbers five and six. They've got five though in the in the top 100. Uh, Taylor Trammell's good, and I wouldn't mind getting Trammell, but he shouldn't headline the deal. I think you've got to at least look at Patino or Abrams as headliners coming into that. Patino's a starter, so it may not be someone like him. They've also got Capusano, who's a catcher, maybe an Abrams-Capusano deal. They're probably not going to trade both of their top ones, but either one of those three headlining a deal with some lower-level prospects, I'm listening. Um, but I don't know. I mean, A.J. Preller, this, this may be the team that, that steps up and has something like that, but I don't know whether or not – That'll happen. So, but that's someone to watch for too. But if you're going to do something with the Padres, you got to be looking at Abrams, Capasano, or maybe Patino. That's who I'd like to see headline a deal for for Lance Lynn. Whether or not the Padres are willing to do that, who knows? But they look. Abrams is blocked, unless they see moving him to second base at some time or something to that uh, in the future. That would be a stellar offensive uh, or a stellar uh, uh, infield going forward. But. Anyway, that, that's a thought there, um, going for the Padres. Then you have the Yankees. A lot of people talking about the Yankees who are decimated with injuries and who the Yankees might get uh, going after Lance Lynn. So with the Yankees, honestly, in my opinion, you've, you start with Clint Frazier. If he's available, you go with someone like Clint Frazier from the Yankees. Um, you start with their, their, their top prospect is a kid named Jason Dominguez. He's He's not close enough to the major leagues. Um, you know, he's not slated to be here. He's a very young kid. He's really good. He's in the top 100. He's not slated to be here quick enough. Um, and he's pretty highly regarded as an outfielder. But, um, sure, I'd love to look at something like that. But we've seen a lot of kids that were top 100 prospects that were three years away who have kind of folded under uh, – and, and were, the Rangers have had that. You've had a few of them that have – you know, Hans Krauss was someone that was in the top 100, top 50, and now he's out of the top 100. You see people as they get older that don't develop, so I'm not looking there. Now, Clark Schmidt is their number two uh, prospect. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, he's still in the top 100, barely. He's like at like 95, 96, somewhere there in the top 100. He's the number two. But if you're not at least getting Clark Smith, I, I would rather have Clint Frazier as an outfielder that somebody can hit. He's kind of, you know, that's somebody that that I would say needs to headline the deal. But if it's not him, then and if you're not talking at least Clark Schmidt, um, you know, maybe I could handle a deal that had Dominguez in it as long as you had someone that's ready to go right now along with it, maybe like uh, Debbie Garcia or something like that. But if Clark Smith isn't headlining the deal then Clint Frazier needs to be headlining the deal. And if maybe Dominguez is headlining it, you've got to at least put another name in there that, that, that's closer to the big leagues. 
So the Yankees are another one to watch, but will they step up? I don't know. They're going to, you know, these teams are going to have another uh, year of control at relatively cheap on Lance Lynn. So that's why I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, what they could get for him. And that, that's why I'm saying that you have to, you have to aim high. We could use him at the top of our rotation, even if he's not the Lance Lynn of this year. He's still a great rotation piece, and you can go out and make trades in the offseason or sign or go after someone, free agent like Trevor Bauer or something like that, and still have a formidable. And you know what? Mike Miner might be cheap. Uh, he'll be a free agent, but he might be cheap. Anyway, let's move forward from the Yankees. The Blue Jays are the latest, and the Twins also have been rumored. Let's go to the Blue Jays. What would the Blue Jays have to do? So the Blue Jays, this is another team I'm not – I'm not sure that the Blue Jays do anything. Um, I, I think it's a pipe dream. Maybe they do want to get into this. The Tampa Bay Rays are, are kind of, you know, they've got they've had injuries along with the Yankees, but they keep winning. And so that this is a crowded uh, AL East going over there. And so if you're going to look at someone like the Jays, I mean, they've got their number one prospect is already in the big leagues now. He's a starting pitcher named Nate Pearson. He's obviously young, trying to, you know, get going here, and he's there. You know, that's something that the that the Rangers could use back that's already a starting pitcher, and that would definitely make the Blue Jays better, having Lance Lynn in their rotation going forward. I doubt they're going to move Pearson, though. They see him as a starter for the, you know, for the foreseeable future. Um, Austin Martin is their second prospect. Um, he is a top 100 prospect. He's a shortstop or an outfielder. He's not, you know, he's not destined to be in the big leagues for a couple more years. He's a younger kid. So that's why, I mean, if I'm the Rangers, I want major league ready talent, uh, ready to go, and I just don't see them being able to put something together. Pearson's probably off the table. Martin's too young. So if they're not going to put something like that into the package um, with some major league ready talent, then, you know, unless they, you know, the Rangers could always take someone like a Martin uh, or a younger talent from any team and flip them during the offseason for some talent like an Arenado or something like that. So, you know, John Daniels could play that game moving forward. But um, anyway, that, that's, where, that's where I say I don't know the Blue Jays will do anything. Possibly the Twins. The Twins are said to be kicking the tires. I don't know whether the Twins are serious about moving somebody for, uh, moving somebody for, for Lynn. They would have to give up. And, you know, let's look at what, the, what, what could the Twins do. So with Minnesota, if you look at their top prospects, the top two prospects they have are Royce Lewis and Alex Kirillov. Um, both names intriguing. They're both basically major league ready. Uh, Lewis is a shortstop. He's in the top 10 of the top 100. Very unlikely to see him uh, be moved. I don't know that they would trade a top prospect for Lance Lynn. Kirillov is somebody that maybe they would look at, depending on how their first base situation is. He also plays outfielder. Uh, plays outfield. He's an outfielder and first baseman. The Rangers could use him as a first baseman. But, you know, you got those two names, maybe Trevor uh, Larnock, who's an outfielder, who's, you know, a little bit young, and they've got uh, Belazovic. But either one of those two headlining, I mean, we want somebody ready to play in the major leagues right now, and they don't have somebody that they would probably be willing to part with for Lance Lynn. So I, I don't know that they have what it takes to do it. But if you've got Royce Lewis or Kirillov in a deal, if they're really that serious and they want to include them in a deal, heck yeah, I'm all on board. If it's not those two names, I guess possibly a Larnock. Maybe I'm listening depending on what's coming along with it. But I, I you know, I, the, the Twins aren't going to deal for Lance Lynn in one year. They're not going to deal one of their top prospects that's ready to play almost right now. So that's... That's where I think that goes. So, if, so Lance Lynn, prediction. What's my prediction on Lance Lynn? If he's moved at all, if he has moved at all, 
I think it's either to the Dodgers or the Padres. I think those two battle out for which one wants to get the starting pitcher. If he is, but my prediction is Lance Lynn's not moved. I, I really don't think Lance Lynn gets traded. I just don't see anyone stepping up to, to, to put into a deal what I would want. I know that I don't compare to John Daniel, who's made some good deals going on, but I'm sure he's, he's looking at it unless his scouts are telling him about someone we don't know. Um, you've got to get a good haul for Lynn because other than that, he's your ace going into next year and you can make some moves to, in, in, to, uh, to, uh, um, to make your, make your, uh, your starting rotation better. You could, there are moves to be made with Bauer. There are some trades to look in for people that might be willing to move some good arms, but, uh, that's during the off season when things are getting back to normal right now during this COVID, um, it, it's hard to see anything like that happening. So who do I think the other names? There's other names on the Rangers that look like they might get traded. If I had to make a prediction on who is the most likely to get traded, it'd be Mike Miner. I think Mike Miner, he pitched well the other day. People know he's got a good track record. Some people have heard, I've heard that maybe, possibly, they might be looking at him in the bullpen again, which is what he did for the Royals and the Braves before coming over. Um, Mike Miner might be a name to watch. Now, he would be cheaper, obviously, with the numbers that's doing that. Um, the Rangers would have a choice. If the prospect was good enough, they could trade him, or if they think that the draft pick they could get uh, for offering him a qualifying offer and him, if he denied the qualifying offer and signed somewhere else, then they could get a draft pick that they think might be better than someone that, uh, you know. But there's some teams, some of these teams, everybody that I've mentioned, Dodgers, White Sox, Braves, Padres, Yankees, Blue Jays, all of them that are looking for a good starting pitcher, if, if they can't, work a Lance Lynn deal, maybe they start asking about Miner because they start going back down to some of the stuff that they're willing to give up, and maybe there there's something that you could do. The Rangers could probably get a couple of decent little prospects, high-end prospects. You probably, if you don't be surprised if, if Miner's moved and the return is player to be named later uh, because that means they've agreed on a player, but he's not on the 60-man travel squad and they can't do it. So Mike Miner's the most likely. I also think Chu... Might be somebody that could get moved. Um, the, most of these teams could use the bat, the DH bat, going into it. He's relatively cheap. Wouldn't cost a lot as far as prospects. More than his power and all of that, they're going to look at someone like Chu and see somebody that gets on base. And that's the main thing with Chu. And so, you know, he's somebody that's going to get on base, and you could put him at the top of your lineup, bat him lower down in your lineup, and uh, you could DH him. He can play left field if you need him to. So Chu might be another one. Joey Gallo. A lot of people talking about Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo's not going anywhere. If Joey Gallo goes anywhere, it would be a Mark Teixeira type trade. I know the numbers aren't great today, but his on-base percentage is still up as he continues to get on base. Look, he's, he, this is a weird year for him. Um, I still think Gallo is a – he's probably – look, Joey Gallo is worth the money that he, you pay him, even up to 20 or $30 million. If he's hitting 230 to 260 – but he's got an OPS somewhere between 850 and 1,000. That's a guy you want. That means he's hitting a lot of home runs. He's getting on base, and he's doing his job. Um, he can't stay where he is now, but last year was an indication of what it was. This year, um, I think it's it, he, he has no protection. There's nobody there. you got to get a few more bats, a few more bats around him that can protect him in the lineup, and you see Joey Gelly do, do something like that. But, but the most likely to be moved, I guess, would be Mike Miner and Chu. Uh, you don't be surprised if Todd Frazier is talked about with some people because they would like to see them, uh, you know, they, there's some kids they'd like to see possibly get up here. Tejada could come up and play some third base um, or move uh, Connor Falifa back over. It looks like uh, 
uh, Andrus is going to make the uh, Elvis Andrus is going to make the road trip going to Houston. He's coming back, which moves Kiner back over to third, moves Frazier back over to first. But someone might use you know Todd Frazier as a as a veteran. He's got an option for next year. They probably wouldn't pick up. Maybe they would, just depending on the situation for whatever team that's looking. Uh, that that's another name. Um, there, I, I did put out. Uh, somebody asked me a question. I did it yesterday about the, who do I think would get DFA'd after. Remember last year, as Dubal Cabrera was DFA'd after the season, um, and ended up going to Washington and winning the World Series. Is there anyone like that that I thought could could do that? Yes, there are a few uh, that could be the most likely to do what Cabrera did. In other words, the most likely that he doesn't get traded. Nobody wants him at the deadline. They get into going into the second half. They really want to start playing some younger players. He becomes more of a backup, uh, something to that effect. And that would be, in my opinion, Shin Su Chu. So here's, here's the scenario what I'm talking about with someone like Shin Su Chu. They, they're not able to move him. They don't get anything kind of the way Hunter Pence was last year. They, they, they don't really get anything in return. Um, and they decide, you know, remember Pence got hurt. And so Pence didn't, wasn't able to do anything. Uh, Pence was hurt, and they weren't able to do anything um, the second half with him or, or, or do something like that. So what we're talking about is it's the second half of the season. They can't move Chu. He's healthy. He's ready to play. But they really need to start looking at, at some other players, some younger players. Chu's a free agent. So what they do is mutually they get together, and they talk to Sin Chu Chu and say, hey, look, here's our situation. Why don't we mutually, we'll just DFA you. Um, once you clear waivers, there are a ton of teams that uh, if he cleared waivers. Now, he could get picked up on waivers, and then they'd have to work out a deal with somebody. But more than likely, if he cleared waivers to pick up the rest of that salary, uh, then the, 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 the team would take him and, uh, and sign him as a free agent. Rangers would be on the hook for the remainder of his salary. And then uh, that's what they did with Cabrera last year. And then he goes, he gets to pick a competitor, someone that's competing for it to go play for going to do that. Now, he's the one most likely to do something like that, I would think, unless they did something like that with Frazier um, and DFA'd him. But I doubt Frazier, they DFA if they don't move him. They've got an option for him, and they'd like to keep that option to see if they really want to bring him back as some veteran presence for next year if they weren't able to move him. Um, uh, uh, something like that. So they, they could, you know, they'll know by the end of the season whether they want to pick up Frazier's option or not, depending on what they do in the offseason. So with that being said, that's all I was going to talk about today. I wanted to come in the trade deadlines here. It's going to be, it's going to be over with tomorrow, I believe, at, uh, I think it's 4 o'clock Eastern time, which is 3 o'clock our time. That's what it normally is. So I'm guessing that's what it is, three o'clock, and I'll try to get that confirmed. But it, just let's go with that. Three o'clock or three o'clock Central Time. So three o'clock tomorrow, the trade deadline ends. That's what I predict happens. I thank everybody for listening to this one. I hope you'll go and listen to the T.R. Sullivan one, which I was one that I just did. Um, that was fantastic. If you ever, it's not about breaking down things. It's really talking to T.R. and hearing about his life. You need to go listen to that. That was just one of the most fantastic things I've done. It's like I did with Jamie and and uh, Levi and those who come on talking about them and their life and what they do. So that's it for this one. And like I say at the end of every one of these and everything I write, nerd out. <laughs>